stories of a CEO, days 40 to 80. Um, so we talked about in the first part about all the things that have gone well. Rachel, what hasn't gone well? What hasn't gone quite as well in the last 40 days? Steve has been out for uh, two and a half weeks with family weddings over in Vancouver. And, and I find that particularly difficult. Um, I find that hard, not because he's having a jolly good time in Vancouver, actually I do find that hard, <laughs> but more so because uh, he is a, you know, a really solid sounding board and, and I, I get a lot of support from Steve. So I find it difficult when he's out for an extended period. I, uh, I've also had uh, Charlotte, my stepdaughter, has been um, in hospital for three weeks out of the last 40 days. Uh, and that's three weeks in uh, intensive care. So for, for me, that's a particularly difficult experience. And there's, there's very little you can do. You know, you've got to be in two places at, at one time. Charlotte is suffering with a long-term illness, but it's incredibly hard to remain kind of bouncy and upbeat when you're swinging from sitting at the side of a hospital bed back into the office. Uh, so I would say the last 40 days have probably been quite difficult on a personal level. I also turned 41, which I have to admit was somewhat of an anticlimax. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess it's, um, you know, it's, it's been a difficult, uh, difficult period. So with that, though, if we touch upon Charlotte, because one thing that people out there won't know is that you emailed the company, uh, everybody in the company to say, hey, guys, and you were pretty transparent that you needed time and that you wouldn't be readily available for people. Um, some people find leadership is about keeping everything away. And so you are that person that has no problems. But you've decided to go the other route of being, you know, allowing everybody to see that there is this personal side to you. What was the driving force behind that? I, uh, I think I wanted to be open and honest about it. For, for me, being vulnerable isn't something that I am afraid of sharing. It's something that I'm more comfortable embracing the older I get. Uh, and I would rather be upfront and honest that I'm not going to be as available as, as usual, but also hope that people, you know, keep that at some part in their mind over the over that period of time. It's, it's really probably about buying me a little bit of currency uh, and, you know, trading that honesty about the situation. It's incredibly difficult to explain to anybody unless they've had a child in hospital with a long-term illness mm -hmm. uh, how ongoingly stressful it is. Yeah. Okay, and if we move on from the personal side and hit the uh, ground running with work stuff, some of the client work is coming to an end now. So there's a couple of projects that we've been working on. One is through the gate for um, Her Majesty's Prison and Probation Service. And that discovery work uh, has gone through an internal GDS assessment and, um, and, and both team and the client are really happy with the prototype. Uh, the reality is with spending review cuts, they will want to move that over to an internal team rather than continue with a third party. So we've really enjoyed working with HMPPS and are particularly keen to continue working in the justice space. But, but that, uh, that piece of work will, will transition over to a, over to a permanent team. Uh, the other bit for us um, is around Leeds Teaching Hospital. So very publicly, uh, Richard Corbridge has moved over to, uh, to join Boots 
and we, we did some work around service management and also uh, around reviewing their, the senior management team uh, for Leeds Teaching Hospital. Uh, we were hoping to move some of that work forward. Um, we haven't yet seen requirements coming out from a DOS perspective or a G Cloud. So we remain hopeful uh, that we can do some work with those guys. Awesome, okay. And from there, the leaders director, this is something that different have been looking for for quite some time. Uh, what, where are we at with that? That's a really good question. Uh, still trying to find one is the immediate answer. <laughs> so the group that Steve and I envisaged has a director leading the delivery business, the leaders business, and ultimately the international business. What we have struggled with is finding the right person for, for leaders. We've had conversations with a couple of really strong candidates over probably a six month period now, but, but we haven't quite got the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the magic components there on both sides. And so what we're looking at currently is we're exploring within our existing teams whether there is interest for people to consider taking that business on and so across both our permanent staff but also our associates so i pushed out an email um, probably a month ago and and just said this is where we're at we've got some relatively clear ideas around how we want to take the business forward and i'm particularly interested in this work this is very much the work that i've done for the last 20 years so uh, we've, we've kind of cast the net. We've had three people express an interest to a permanent and one is external, uh, external but an associate. And we're just going through those conversations at the minute. And from there, you're still looking at strategic partnerships. How, how is that forming at the moment? So strategic partnerships is a real tricky one. Uh, and it's tricky because... I'm on my soapbox 24-7 <laughs> about multi-vendor delivery. And the reality there is we, you know, we have to work with third parties to deliver for clients. Uh, of that, I'm absolutely adamant. And I was that adamant when I came in 20 months ago. So what I really want us to do is continue trying to find the right partners. We have had some really good conversations with MedTech and we more recently have had some good conversations with Rainmaker. Uh, we, we are particularly keen to continue dialogue with, uh, with FutureGov. Uh, we haven't got this bottomed out yet. Uh, I think it's something that we will need to prioritise and we will need to have in place. Uh, the reality is a lot of the time with putting partnerships in place, you need a joint opportunity to enable us to do that. So it's, uh, you know, that, that can sometimes slow the process down. But you're quite optimistic about the future in that. Uh, optimistic, and I think it's a necessity. So whilst SMEs can drive a certain amount of traffic, uh, the report that um, Daniel Korski's outfit um, public recently uh, released, you know, it's a really small percentage of SMEs that are picking up business across government. I think we all know that. It's now been evidenced in a paper that's got a lot of traffic and a lot of airtime. So if SMEs can start to work together from a multi-vendor perspective, I think there's a really strong proposition there. Nice one. That's all the stuff that's gone kind of not too well. We won't dwell on it because why, why do that? But 
what do you want to focus on in the future? With your first diary, you said that there was a couple of things that you wanted to to look at for the next 40 days. Um, another 40 days ahead, what's, what's on there? So I think continuing the strategic dialogues with colleagues in health. Health remains 60, 70% of our business. We've had some good conversations with NHSX uh, and we're really keen to continue those on. A number of the events that I'm attending and colleagues across the business are attending in the next 40 days are in the health space. So we've got, you know, Digital Health Summit over in Berlin. We've got the urgent emergency care event that Sam Shah is running. And there's also a health CEO dinner uh, that I'm joining Tara Donnelly for. So there's a lot in the health space. We, um, we, we remain really interested in, in trying to develop strategic um, relationships and partnerships uh, around delivery for health. Indeed. And with the public speaking, how's that going? You've uh, pulled someone on board to help you. <clears throat> so public speaking, um, God, the irony of, of saying I could talk about this forever isn't lost on me. I was absolutely terrified about public speaking. Uh, I would rather have had a tragic accident than done any public speaking for years and years and years. And, and it still makes me incredibly nervous. I think the more you do it, the more relaxed you get and the more used to yourself you get. But uh, it's, it's not second nature. And I remember asking my father years ago, you know, how he did it. And he had no comprehension of what I was talking about because he's somebody who could handle an audience of 10,000, get up on the stage and be phenomenal. So um, maybe I've always had a very high bar for my expectation of what I'm going to be like with public speaking. But what I have done is pulled in a specialist to, to help me uh, prepare for some big audiences during the course of this year and next. So there's a couple of events coming up with audiences of 500 plus uh, and you know I want to be the best I can. The reality is we've all got to continue learning and this is a, a part for me that is outside of my comfort zone. Uh, and I, I think I'm slightly masochistic. I thoroughly enjoy being outside my comfort zone. So that explains why uh, why the focus on the public speaking. Okay, and with that, you're doing it with Simon Bucknell. So you say you're not you're not scared to do things that you're scared to do. Um, you'll jump jump right in. So with that, you are still continuing mentoring. So I'm continuing being mentored, mm. and I'm continuing to mentor. But for me, we've all got stuff to learn. Um, I, I, I never want to find myself in a position where I think I know it all. I think it's highly unlikely. <laughs> but, but the reality is they, you know, they're experts. And I, I, this is an area that I still perceive as a weakness. Uh, and I would like to get better at it. And if we look at the strategy implementation, so how do you see that forming over the next 40 days? So implementing our strategy is going to be key to the success of different. Uh, having assembled the advisory board, we've now got a critical challenge with that team of people who will keep an eye on Steve and I and make sure we're doing what we need to do, possibly me more than Steve. And in way of bringing the strategy to life, we've actually put a golden thread through everybody's objectives in the business so they can see the part that they play in contributing to the business strategy. Uh, that's a really unusual move for a business at our size, but it's, it's also the sort of move 
that will get people to fully buy in because they can see their contribution. Now, I took the question right out of my mouth, which was, why would you do that? So if we look then, you talked about some of the events that you're heading to in May and June. Uh, you're putting on an event for London Tech Week, is that right? Yeah, so doing a couple of uh, events for London Tech Week. We are running an event on Wardley Mapping um, on the Tuesday evening uh, of London Tech Week. So we're running that from the office in Shepherd's Bush. Uh, and from memory, I think we've got 50% of the of the tickets have been taken for that. Uh, and then I'm also running an event on the Thursday of that week with um, colleagues across SMEs while we get together a small group of us who want to explore multi-vendor delivery. So I obviously didn't want to let a week go by without banging on about that in some capacity. So there's probably half a dozen of us Friends from Portion Your Blast, obviously different, but we've also got Rainmaker, uh, Hoping to have DXW, Future Golf join us for a, for a discussion that week. Oh, brilliant. So back on the old soapbox, never quite far away from multi-vendor delivery. No, never far away. <laughs> brilliant. And I, I mean, that's it. June is going to be an immense week for events. We've got, uh, you know, uh, David Kershaw's book, Agile Procurement event. Will you be heading to that? Uh, absolutely. So I'm delighted to see that David has picked up the mantle around Agile Procurement off the back of the event we ran probably 18 months ago now uh, and is, is taking, that, uh, taking that forward. So we're supporting him in publicising that event and, and absolutely will be there with, with bells on. Uh, another opportunity for a multi-vendor discussion. Of course. And if we uh, come to a close, the last thing, Ben is uh, having to carry out a dare. <laughs> so Ben is our, uh, Ben's business development manager. And yeah, so Ben joined us a few months ago and, and Ben, has that, um, ben has that real cheeky, chappy element to him. And, and like all good sales guys, he's phenomenal with the chat. Um, and, and what Ben was saying to me when we were bidding for his first outcome, was if he was successful, then I could dare him to do something of, of kind of my choosing in the location it of... dangerous. It is going to be dangerous, in the location of the new client. So the new client is going to be in the northwest. It's remarkably close to a sea. Um, it is going to be rather chilly in May, and Ben is going to be sporting a mankini, uh, and I will be filming as he enters the sea, uh, and that was enters the sea. So we'll like uh, we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Brilliant. All right. So if we uh, round it all up, could you round up your last forty days in a sentence? Um, I would round it up by saying on the right path has been a tough time personally. Uh, absolutely know that I'm doing the right thing. Brilliant. All right. Thanks very much. Fabulous. Thanks. Cheers.